0: Hello and welcome to Girl Mode episode 17. I'm one of your hosts. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Girl Mode. I am one of your hosts, Robin B. And I'm your other host, Willa Rao. So this month, Willa, so far, has been dog shit. I would say Uh, the the last two episodes that we have recorded have been uh, basically a public exercise of trauma Mm -hmm. Uh, and things have kind of only gotten worse in in the world at large since then. Uh, But as we talked about last time, it's extremely exhausting to keep focusing on everything that's going wrong. Uh, Even though we can't really avoid it because a lot of the things going on wrong are, like, aimed at us. But, you know, rather than, like, just keep digging into the depths, we decided uh, we would take a little break from... Uh, shouting this week, uh, at least from shouting in anger to shout in uh, nonsense and uh, hopefully joy and funniness. Um, <laughs> so we have a, a very strange topic this week that I'm not sure I'm even equipped to explain. Okay, so I mean, credit has to be given to Zoe because okay, I was she- ch- I, wa- I did want to ask because I couldn't I couldn't even remember how we got on this subject. <laughs> We were just having a discord call and we were just like hanging out and chatting and Zoe was there too. And I feel like it was a really late night call and we were just getting loopy. Probably. Um, And I don't know how it came up, but she was just like, you know what? You guys should talk about video games that are just (laughs) the movie Die Hard. Okay. So it was that out of nowhere. And we, we like got like 10 minutes into the conversation and we were like, stop. We have to, (laughs) we have to stop. This is, this This is is content. We need to, we need to put this on recording. Uh, This will be our, you know, big break episode. I need to interview Zoe about why on earth this popped into her brain. Uh, But regardless, this has been, this topic has been given to us as a little, a strange little gift uh and then who are we to turn it down uh so yeah this week's topic is video games that are die hard um truly i do not know <laughs> how to get into this i mean okay i guess uh, we explain what on earth we're talking about is probably a good starting point yeah i mean well the hit movie die hard as as a video <laughs> yes. game okay well, what else do you need yeah no great point no um, um so, I mean, I think, and we'll get into this well as we discuss what we think is and is not a diehard video game. But I think you know the whole thing about Die Hard is he got John McClane, and he goes into the Nakatomi Towers, and he loses all his stuff, and then he slowly works his way up the towers slowly gaining more powers, I guess you could say. Collecting power-ups. Collecting power-ups. And then eventually he faces Hans Gruber. And that's, I mean, I think my idea is, so it's basically like, it has to be like, you know, contained in, in a space. This is like one of my qualifications. Yeah, yeah. We should lay out the, the criteria, like what makes a diehard. Mm-hmm. Hard? mm-hmm. So I think yeah, a, a, a key one is like contained in one location. Mm-hmm. You have to slowly navigate the world by and collecting power-ups. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, starting out in a really mm-hmm. like disadvantaged position is very yes. important, and then like yeah, gradually growing stronger. Mm-hmm. Well, there's like the the aspect of like he is not supposed to be there. Like uh-huh. he didn't like go into the tower to stop this. He was just like happened to be there. So I think one element of Die Hard is just like kind of like wrong place, wrong time. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, this will be this will be hot debate then. Well, that's the thing is that like none of I don't think any of these are going. It's not like a check. You don't like get like a certain number of points, right? Like you don't have to like meet a certain number of these criteria. The meta criteria here is just that it's all based on vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think really something could have like. One of these elements, but it just feels like a diehard. Or it could have all of them and not feel like a diehard, and that's still okay. Yeah. Although have you, you seen... get bonus points if your game uh, includes Hans Gruber. That's uh, that That's an automatic win. Yeah. I mean, I assume we've both seen Die Hard. Yes. Yes, I have seen cool. Die Hard. Good. Let's uh. Do... Cool. Check that off. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there, there's our qualifications for this. Mm-hmm. Well, we're Die Hard experts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, are there any other qualifications if it's christmas you get bonus points oh that's a good point oh man yeah i have an Um, idea about that one then i'll bring it (laughs) up later okay i think i think we can just go into it then yes Uh, i think the obvious place to start oh I think one other, one more criteria is that sneakiness. Okay. You you get bonus points for sneakiness too. Bonus points for sneakiness because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of games where you like collect power ups or whatever. But I think Die Hard is, he's not just going in there and like killing dudes. He's like trying to sneak around through the vents and all that kind of shit. I mean so up that's to a point. Up to a point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well, I think the obvious place to start is Metroid Uh-huh. slash Metroid games. Yes, I think these are like maybe the most clearly just a diehard Mm -hmm. like from the beginning and like, or we can just say like super Metroid, for example, or Metroid prime topical. Uh, You, you start as Samus. She comes to this place with a bunch of powers. Then she loses them all. Mm -hmm. Her powers get taken away and she has to spend the rest of the game Navigating the same space, retreading areas, um, collecting her power-ups, and facing bosses. I don't know if it's sneaky, nor is it at Christmas time. But... We don't actually know that. It's never <laughs> true. It's never explicitly stated that it's not at Christmas, so I think we can assume that it probably is. One of them might be. <laughs> um, the, the original Die Hard doesn't. Does she crash land or? The original Die Hard. The original Die Hard. Does John McClane crash? Yeah, Yeah, when you know John McClane is in his spaceship and he (laughs) crash lands Uh, in the Nakatomi Plaza. (laughs) I think the original Metroid she crash lands, right? uh, I Um, think so. (laughs) We see. Mm. I Uh, mean, because so many of them, she's specifically going to a place because she's a bounty hunter, and it's like you have to go to this place.
1: But I still think I guess she doesn't
0: crash land. Yeah, she's on a mission. She's there intentionally, but I, it does, I think, still count. Mm-hmm. It does feel like one of the better examples because of the, like, you know, the the Metroid thing of collecting power-ups as you go mm-hmm. to, like, unlock. It's that, That's more about, like, unlocking things than, like, overcoming the, the enemies, though. Like, I don't think John McClane needs to, like, finding the machine gun doesn't help him, like, open a secret door. It's, it's more essential. Just, he has to find the machine gun. It is essential, but it's it's and shoes. And shoes. Okay, actually, yeah. The shoes are definitely like a Metroidvania power-up. He can't. It allows traverse. him to access a new a new area. Yeah, he can't traverse things until he has shoes or else yeah. he'll step on the glass more. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, actually this Metroid. is a great. example. Uh, so oh. Metroid in general is a great is 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 a diehard. Yeah. And I so here's what I'll say, like expanding on this. Mm-hmm. A game That's similar, that I think is also a Metroid, is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And I think Castlevania Symphony of the Night is a diehard, but not all Castlevania games are. Hmm. See, that seems like, that feels like less of a diehard than Metroid does to me. You start as Alucard with all your (laughs) powers... You face your dad. <laughs> Hans Gruber is not John McClane's dad, though, so I guess there's, you know, that. But uh, you get your powers taken away, and then it's the same thing. And I will I will contend that this is a slippery slope, because we're this close to, stay to saying every Metroidvania game is a diehard. Right. Which, which I, think is I don't think is true. But I would say that Symphony of the Night is the closest other metroidvania that is a diehard my problem with that is that Elricard is like too powerful and he's also like a you know a vampire hunter basically like he's just like too well equipped for the job okay so even though he is getting more powerful as he goes on like he starts out like pretty capable of of doing the thing he's doing he's too like i don't know for some reason, it doesn't feel that doesn't feel like a diehard to me. This is where the vibes base thing comes in. Okay, okay. Is it just because Samus is cooler? I mean, the, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Accurate. Okay. Then I say we say Metroid in, okay. Symphony of the Night out. It's <laughs> true. Symphony of the Night, not a diehard. In the official Metroid diehard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> when we were talking about this, I, one of the first ones that came to my mind was. Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Which is like, again, you like go there intentionally. So it's not really like you're stuck. Although eventually you do kind of get trapped, but you know, you're there on a mission. So it's not like you're stuck and trying to make your way out like John McClane, but you do, you like, you basically have nothing when you go in because you have to sneak in, uh, sneaking, sneaking again, check bonus points. And yeah, I don't know. It's about like outwitting these, these folks who like have you outgunned at first and like slowly gaining up this, this repertoire, Yeah, I mean, so here's what I think. Here's why I think Metal Gear Solid checks the box. It's contained like Uh it's all on Shadow Moses Island. So that's like a pretty good, you know, space. Um, It feels kind of confining. You do have the sneakiness. You do have even even more than Metroid, which Metroid feels like inherently video gaming where it's like you got to collect your power ups. Uh, Metal Gear Solid is like, well, you're collecting these like new tools and things mm-hmm. that like help you unlock new paths because you have to get like key cards and you have to like sneak around security guards and stuff like that. I mean, I think Metal Gear Solid it passes. I think so. It feels. It just feels like it. You know. I think it's if a, if Metal Gear Solid isn't a diehard, then then what is? Then what? What are we even doing here? <laughs> oh man. I mean, I think it tracks a lot because you even have like you. Okay, wait. So it's it's kind of even similar because it's like you. It's like the terrorist plot, Mm -hmm. but there's like kind of more going on. Right. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like covering up for the real thing that's happening. Yeah. I feel very strong right Yeah. It just feels right. There's no proof that Hideo Kojima did not think of Die Hard when he was making Metal Gear Solid. (laughs) He's a big you, movie guy. It's true. I'm sure it was part of it. You can't I, prove otherwise. <laughs> Therefore, it's true. We got to get Kojima on the pod. Got to ask him about Die Hard. Kojima, if you're listening, and I know you are, I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah. Uh, so here's the question. I think most Metal Gear Solid games after this deteriorate off of the Die Hard path. Yeah. You know, they... they. Uh, they're not I think as Metal Gear pure. Solid 2. I would say 2 still works. That's be. what I was going to say. Because you're still there. But 3, mm-hmm. I would say definitely not. There's even a great part of Metal Gear Solid 2 where you are stripped of your clothing. <laughs> it's true. It's perfect. It's intentional. It's all the parallels. Yeah. They were just leaving breadcrumbs. So one day <laughs> someone would, would realize the secret that Metal Gear Solid 2 is actually diehard. Yeah. But yeah so I think after uh, yeah. that, it's not, not so much. Cause I don't think you can claim that like the woods is a contained location <laughs> or the entire world when you get to Metal Gear Solid five. I mean on a, on a certain scale, the world is a very confined area in the it's, scheme it's of true. things. If you really if you really want to think about it that way, it's totally true. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, they're in. Yeah, they're they're a diehard. So this is one that I was thinking about, and I don't think it checks all the boxes, but it had an interesting aspect of it, which is that you lose all you have to like you lose your stuff, and you have to regain it slowly. Mm -hmm. God of War Two. God of War Two. God of War Two. Because you start as the titular God of War. (laughs) <laughs> and but like the very beginning is that you're on like this wild rampage and then the gods are like whoa you gotta calm the fuck down we're gonna like demote you we're gonna take away your god your god powers and the whole game partially is about like regaining your power uh-huh i, have I don't no... think it's confined enough though right i was gonna say yeah i don't mm-hmm. know if it's confined i don't think it has the right vibes also yeah not the right vibes at all mm-hmm. I kratos think... isn't very sneaky you know, he's not good at that. Getting all of your powers taken away and getting them back feels different to me than like the John McClane thing of like sneaking around and taking these mm-hmm. things from the bad guys. Cause I don't know, there's some implication there that Kratos is like is powerful and he has been like artificially made weak, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas John McClane is like he starts out as just this schlub and then like has to like take power back from the people he's fighting. Yeah. I think the vibes rule is in effect god of war 2 i should also note that i have absolutely no memory of god of war 2 so i I can't really argue my case here other than just like i think kratos is too aggro to to be a a diehard hero yeah i think it's just interesting to like take our qualifiers and see what games check the box some boxes but not Mm -hmm. all we're we're really trying to find what what is the core of Die Hard. <laughs> that's the that's the real important project we're on here. Yeah, to um, really understand Die Hard on like a spiritual level. I do think there's a um there's a game that specifically the first entry in the in the series I feel like is like home run a Die Hard. Okay. Batman: Arkham Asylum. Oh, so yeah. Okay, the first one you start. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're like, totally yes, yes, this is This is, is good. perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, confined space. Mm-hmm, check. Um, you do some sneaking. <laughs> check. I don't... You, do you really lose powers? I wouldn't say you lose anything. You don't lose any, but you, like, gain them over the course. You, that is true. You, like, gain new gadgets and stuff. Yeah. Also, it's a place that's getting... Got taken over by villains. It's Christmas. Oh my wait is Arkham I mean, Asylum it's Christmas? Winter, whatever, it's close. It's Christmassy. Arkham Origins, the much derided prequel, does take place on Christmas though. Oh really? Yeah, it does. I I don't know this. It's but yeah, I mean, winter of good. <laughs> Winter is close enough to Christmas. Okay. Winter feels like Christmas enough for for our purposes. The vibes in Gotham always feel like it. Yeah. But I think like Ar- Arkham Asylum 100% like just fits every box where I don't think Arkham City necessarily does. Arkham City's just too big. It's too big. Yeah, like it is mm-hmm. still technically confined, but it's like at what point does that cease to be a like a meaningful thing to say? I mean, this is not to like get off track here, but if we really want to talk about it, Arkham Asylum is die hard while Arkham City is is clearly escape from New York. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, a thousand percent. Let's save that for another episode. Yeah. (laughs) Tune in next week. Save that for the next time we're both extremely depressed and need to distract ourselves for a little while. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. Um, so I have one that that I that just came to my mind because you mm-hmm. you are generally a more prepared person than I am for life. So you have a list, and I'm just kind of gone off the dome here. Mm-hmm. Um, one that just occurred to me that like checks a lot of the boxes and sound it feels like it should be, but isn't. I don't think it is a die hard. Is uh, ape out? I do, do not this know game. this game. Oh gosh, it's a game. Um, I think it was published by Devolver. I, I forget who developed it. But you play as like a gorilla who is like being exper- experimented on in this like uh, this like high rise, mm-hmm. and you have to make your way like you escape from the the tower. Uh, so there's like you're in a confined space. You are like at least nominally you know underpowered, uh, and you have to make your way out. Like out of this space, you're being you're being held in. Like it's like an office tower, so it also just like feels like Die Hard. But you're not like you're not really sneaking. You're not really gaining a ton of powers. And I think just the fact that you are a giant gorilla who can like pick people up and throw them out of windows makes you too powerful. (laughs) But I think it's an interesting one to bring up because it does have so. It does have like I don't know. This a lot of the signifiers feel like it should be one. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's not quite, there's more to Die Hard than just the, uh, the obvious things, you know, it's got to yeah. have the right spirit. It's like, it's, uh, it's like, uh, why can't I think it's like, it's Fast like and to finding Furious. pornography, you know, it when you see it. <laughs> sure. I was going to say it's like Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious is about family and we're trying <laughs> to find what Die Hard is about. Right. Yeah i did have a thought and i this is like this is not a fully formed thought so i'm interesting to have this discussion mm-hmm. what about bioshock oh 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 yeah slash slash other games in that vein like um not necessarily bioshock 2 or bioshock Infinite, <laughs> but like what about arcane's no, not prey um prey prey doesn't feel right to me for some reason okay but Bioshock does. Bioshock for sure does. Because you're like stuck in a location. Mm-hmm. You are like, yeah, you're definitely underpowered. You're like not prepared for it. The way that you get new, like the way that you make yourself more powerful is by like basically taking it from, you know, the people Killing who have little girls. Abilities. Well, I don't remember John McClain doing that. No, I'm pretty sure that would have made Die Hard <laughs> a, like a much more challenging <laughs> film to watch. <laughs> but it is like you know you go to this place where like all of these people have these these wild magical powers and you don't and over the course of the thing you are taking those powers it's like not a one-for-one because one, you're not like taking them from the people who have them but you're mm-hmm. like you're gaining the advantages that they have and you don't in order to be able to challenge like more you know powerful versions of them i think I think what this is revealing is like the, the being confined in a space where you like don't want to be is really like has its thumb on the scale. Like that is a lot of weight in the diehard equation. Definitely. Because whenever we like have one of those games that, that where that's the case, it, it really starts to feel like one very quickly. Mm-hmm. But okay, so now I'm gonna throw another wrench into the system. Great. If Bioshock is a yes, Bioshock is a diehard, and it's kind of revealing to us that the confined space that you're like trapped in has a big impact on it. What about horror games? Where so many horror games Mm. are about being confined in a space and being not super powerful. That's true. And I'm like thinking of you have, what is it, Outlast? Is that the one where you like go Mm -hmm. to a mental hospital? Yeah. You have. You have alien isolation, although that's clearly just alien. So, you know, that, that can be thrown out in the conversation. <laughs> is alien diehard? Oh, my God. <laughs> they Oh, wait. I mean, wait. Wait, <gasps> wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. We cracked the case wait, wait, because here's the we're thing. We're onto something. You want to this know, is huge. You want, okay, listen to me. Just hear me out. <laughs> okay, alien okay. is diehard if the hero is the alien. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> this is... John McClane and the alien travel through vents. <laughs> this is very true. They do. They have that in common. They're both being wow. hunted at a disadvantage in a confined space. Does that make Ripley Hans Gruber? Oh my god! <laughs> it's uh, it's both. I think it's both. I think they're both. It's they're two sides of the same coin. Because like. <laughs> You know, that Hans Gruber and his gang, like, infiltrate Nakatomi Tower just in the way that the alien infiltrates the Nostromo. But then there's, like, a role reversal. Oh, but I mean, would you say the alien infiltrated the Nostromo or that the crew of the Nostromo infiltrated the alien's planet? Ooh. It's both. I think we're learning that Ripley and the alien... Are one in the same? Oh my God! Wow, it's. so I know deep. this is supposed to be about Die Hard, but we really just cracked this whole Alien thing open. Yeah. Gosh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I can't believe I never realized this about Alien. Trying to keep on track. <laughs> this is so deranged. Um, that's that's the point. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm like really happy for all the listeners who have come in on the depression train. And like, been like, oh, yeah, this is so interesting. Listen to these two women be so, like depressed about these things. And now they're like, "What the fuck is happening? Delete. unsubscribe. Yeah, yeah. which I'm all for if because, like, keep those podcast downloads under a hundred. Keep Zoe down. I know. I keep checking just because I want to gloat about it if she gets a point before you do. I know, but on the horror train, there is there's a specific <laughs> there's a specific game. That I think of, and I wonder if it does count, Mm -hmm. which is Resident Evil 2. Yes. I think 2 is a strong case. I think 2 is the strongest case. Yes. Exceptionally well designed, confined space. You have to do some sneaking, not necessarily sneaking, but you have to be very careful. Yeah. But you're like using, you're like trying to outwit Mm -hmm. things, right? Because there's like the puzzle elements and you're trying to find a path out and all of this stuff. It's not like, I think more important than like being stealthy is just the fact that you're not going in like guns blazing. Mm-hmm. If you play as Leon Kennedy, you're also a cop, uh-huh. just like John McClane. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. I say Resident Evil too is think, a yes, is yeah. a die hard. Yeah, definitely. We're really getting somewhere with this. We're really cracking the case. <laughs> yeah, we're doing important work here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I so this is one that came to mind when mm-hmm, I was trying mm-hmm. to think about. I, I was trying to think about like confined spaces. Really, uh, this was more recent game. This was Control. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're like an outsider. You come to this. It's even set in like an office. Yeah, it's kind set of building. In an office. You you show up with like yeah. You're essentially underpowered and have you to show like... up with nothing, and then you do get power, and you yeah. have to unlock new powers yeah I gotta say I am actually anti-control as a diehard really I just and it's gonna come back to that you know the je ne sais quoi <laughs> I just don't know if control has the vibes <laughs> it's just I, a little bit it's a little too like creepy pasta <sighs> That sounds derogatory. I, <laughs> I don't mean it like that. It is a little too creepy, Foster. I think you also are just a little too powerful. Generally, mm-hmm. like if you're able to throw, if John McClane could have just thrown Hans Gruber into a wall with his mind, I think Die Hard would be a worse. <laughs> Die Hard would be a worse movie uh, because of it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a close one. Though. it feels it feels right, but if you think about it, I think there's. There's some, there's some holes in the, in the I, case for it. That's what I would say. I honestly think it, it's it's very weird because I think by the numbers, control <laughs> fits the bill, uh-huh. but it just, it just doesn't have the it factor. Yeah. If we're going yeah. by the letter of the law, then control is a diehard, but it's mm-hmm. just not in the spirit of the law. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. That one really threw me for a loop. I was all on board at first. I know exactly. This is the thing, but it's it's you know it's a tough case. Mm-hmm. It's a tough case. We got to make tough decisions. That's why we're here. We're making the hard decisions that need uh-huh. to be made. Someone's got to do it, and we're the only ones brave enough. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have other ideas? I'm trying to remember because I had I had other ideas when we talked about this. <laughs> one in one deranged phone call several weeks ago but i can't really remember them now what about is returnal a die hard is return no cuz you're stuck in one place even though it keeps changing it's one place you start off with basically nothing and you have to as you like are going through you know there's like the kind of like using your wits element of like solving puzzles and stuff you get more powerful as you go through I don't know about this. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't think roguelikes or roguelites really fit the bill, in my opinion. Mm. Oh, I know why this reminds me of it. We were talking about Hades. Oh yes, that's right. We were. (laughs) And I think the conclusion that we came to is that Hades doesn't count because it's kind of a reverse diehard. Right. It's the re- yes, yes, yes. I remember this now mm-hmm. because then we got very excited about the the idea of the reverse diehard. <laughs> because you're like, yeah, you're not like in a place you're not supposed to be. You're like you are trying to escape from a place where you are like stuck. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, a lot of it is the same though. Like you're gaining more powers as you go on. Uh, there's not like the sneaky element, Mm-mm. but I think maybe that is part of the reverse diehard is that you're trying to like use force to get out of this place that you're stuck in. Yeah. So, like, again, this is a situation where they're checking some boxes, but not all. The reverse diehard, which I think most roguelikes fit mm-hmm. into. And they don't think there is the Hans Gruber is not John McClane's dad clause that <laughs> that uh, kind of throws a wrench in this one as well. Maybe, like, on some level, Hans Gruber is John McClane's dad. You know, yeah, maybe when John McClane is trying to deal with Hans Gruber, he's really trying to he's really trying to defeat his dad. I think what we're learning by wow, talking wow, about wow, this wow. is we're really getting like deep into, you know, what Die Hard really says. And it's about fighting your dad. <laughs> <sighs> yeah <laughs> All right. Well we did. it. Thanks for oh, listening, everyone. That just really got me. I don't know. <laughs> but really though, aren't all video games about fighting your dad? Isn't the reason we all play video games is to fight our dads? Oh my god. I don't. Are you oh good? I, I, I need a break. <laughs> I gotta go lay down. We just need to take an intermission. Yeah. Uh, we're I mean, both gonna call a therapist real quick oh my god okay but wait now listen no wait Metal Gear Solid is kind of about oh fighting your dad yes it's absolutely about fighting your dad <laughs> oh my god Oh god! I know is that god what we're really War. doing here <laughs> I know God of War 2 didn't count but that's about fighting your dad is Mother Brain Samus's dad fighting your mom fighting your mother brain? Oh, is <laughs> your mother <laughs> oh man <laughs> This is the dumbest thing we've ever done. <laughs> but this is what—no, this is great. I don't think no, there's I, any mistakes. Uh, we've made no problems. No, I meant that in a like a, an encouraging way. <laughs> We're on the right track. Can we get dumber? Oh my god. Probably. Uh, I'm sure we can. Oh uh, man. Um, what else? What else is a diehard? I'm trying to think. I think the problem with with video games that are diehards is that too many games are like really shy about making you feel disempowered at any point. Like even if you are getting more powerful over the course of a game, which is the case for like many many games, mm-hmm. there tends to not be the point where you are like outgunned or where you're feeling weak or where you like really have to really rely on your wits. Because so many like if a game is eventually going to become about you becoming powerful enough to take on the bad guys in combat, you generally start already powerful enough to take on the things that you're fighting. And like you and the the enemies both get more powerful. Yeah. There's like an aversion to like making you really start out as weak. Because even when you're weak, the things you're fighting are weaker. That's true. Now let me let me throw a real wrench in the system again. Great, great, great. Okay. And I'm gonna make an argument. That maybe, maybe all games are diehard at their core. Ooh. I'm trying to think about a seminal, seminal game in the early we're, gaming. Yeah. What are getting the real controversial territory now. Is the original Legend of Zelda a diehard? How? How on earth? Okay. Defend, well, you're confined. Okay, you're confined I guess, to the map. Which... But the, you're confined. To, but that's like that's like every, we're saying every game. But like it's you, not too huge. You're confined to the whole world. Okay, fine. I retract my statement. <laughs> wow, that was quick. Easily, that I was very quick. Gonna... <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, no, <laughs> I can't believe this is the one time you're not in the mood to fight me. <sighs> I feel. I feel like I've made. An idiot of myself, and A I retract my error. statement. Yeah. Are any Zelda games diehards? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think they are. I don't really think they are either. Well, <laughs> well that's post. that's that <laughs> <sighs> Uh I will say. So there oh, was God. something um, interesting I did find. I remember when we were having. Quickly, when we have this discussion, and I mm-hmm. bookmarked this page because I was like, I'm not going to look at it now. I'm going to look at it when we do this episode. There is a mm-hmm. fandom wiki called the Die Hard yes. Scenario Wiki. That's correct. And there is an entry for a list of diehard scenario video games. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. And I will say, looking through it, I don't know <laughs> if I trust it. <laughs> the- the image that comes up to the link you just sent me is Die Hard, the video game, which feels like cheating. Which I mean, hey, I I would assume that I mean I guess it hard. would be, but it's just yeah. Come on now, uh, yeah, Arkham Asylum is on this list, but they put all of the Arkham games on here, which I don't think. Which is I the don't case. think is sound. They put a lot of James Bond games. They have a lot of weird games on here that I don't really understand. I think this list is bad. I think this list is bad because they have like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. They have so many Call of Duty games. Like what's the qualifier? Who, who, who wrote this post? And what are their qualifications? Uh who wrote this post is like a hundred unpaid fans, because that's how fandom works. Well, they um, were they were incorrect. Oh, here's one that I think we I think I remember us talking about when we had this conversation is mm-hmm. Half-Life 2. Oh, okay. no, not Half-Life 2. No, Half-Life 2 was a bad one. Half-Life 1. I Half-Life 1? One. One. Okay, well, hmm huh because you're stuck in one location you you're start, kind of like, also there unwillingly yeah or, well, totally. like not unwillingly you're there because you work there but like you get thrown into this unexpectedly yeah. you're not there because you're like equipped to fight this thing or like intending to it's like a, a situation that like is you're thrown into mm-hmm. you start like completely underpowered and you eventually you know you have to get more powerful as you go on yeah uh, I don't think I, it's I, Christmas yeah <laughs> It's not Christmas. <laughs> I think it works. Is it confined I think, enough? I think so. Because like Black Mesa is big. Well, but it's I know, but you still get still like, one location. But you leave Black Mesa. You do, but not until the very end. Okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> Great. Thank you. It's very generous of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it works. It feels right. Mm-hmm. I think this is also throwing into light the the importance of the the like being underpowered and going into this thing unexpectedly. Yeah, I think that's true. So, okay, this is interesting. I'm looking Mm -hmm. at this list, and there is a game on here that stands out to me, and I'm curious to have this discussion because, okay, I'll just say it. So it's the 2013 reboot of Tomb Raider. Oh. Because here's Uh, the thing. My initial reaction... Is no. No, it doesn't feel like it to me. But it's, it, it checks a lot of the boxes in some ways. Uh-huh. You're confined on an island. Yeah. Which we always tripping... established Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, that, it's that works. That's true. You got technicality. We tied our own hands. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of get there like unexpectedly, like you are going there for a purpose, but like that plan gets like, you know, fucked. Mm-hmm you kind of get stripped of all your supplies and stuff and you have to, like, work your way up. There's some sneaking. There's some sneaking. By And I, I guess, I, yeah, I mean, once the, like, you know, I completely forget who the villains of that game are, but once they show up, because I was going to say, like, it feels, it doesn't feel quite the same if you're just trying to, like, escape from this island that you're stranded on. Mm-hmm. But then there is this, like, occupying force that's trying to stop you. Yes. Which does make it feel more, like... That does make a stronger case. Hmm. hmm. By the rules we set, I think this I kind mean, of checks all the boxes. Yeah. And I have wow. to say, I think there's a lot of John McClane in that in that version of Lara. Yeah, definitely. I think the like resourcefulness of her like resourcefulness is yeah. very, very close. Like she's just finding things that are on hand. Like she's got the tank top. She does have the tank top. <laughs> She must walk through glass at some point in that game. That game fucking delights in torturing her. She there gets has to be some point with rebar like a million times, yeah. and I think that you know can stand in for yeah. glass. There has to be a point where she's walking through like brambles or something. There's a big to do when she gets a gun. Yeah, yeah, there is. They make a they make a big deal of it, and then you get like 16 more guns, and it's not a big deal for some reason. Yeah, I have to say, I think. I think I think Tomb Raider 2013 is. is a diehard. Wow. That was that's unexpected. I'm I shocked. know. Me too. No other no other Tomb Raider game. No. Or Uncharted cuz I matter. don't remember that. No, Uncharted definitely doesn't feel Uncharted right. Uncharted is me. on this like wiki entry and I'm like I don't know there what you're so on. There's so many bizarre ones. Sleeping Dogs is on here, which I'm just mentioning cuz I want to talk about how good Sleeping Dogs is at some <laughs> point um tom clancy's the division the place you're stuck in is new york city dare i say (laughs) more like escape from new york oh but it is christmas or at least winter that is it's like january after christmas because Uh, oh wait that's right because it like happened on black friday or something Uh because that's how it spread yeah that's like a that's like a diehard escape from la crossover Ooh, I guess point. it's escape from New York, not escape from LA. I think what we're case. learning. Oh, do you know? Okay, this this is all coming back to me why I think okay. we had this conversation in the first place. Oh, great, great, great. Yeah, great. I'm like finding out why we got here. We were talking about <laughs> we were talking about Rick and Morty, probably. Why? I don't that doesn't sound like us. Okay, well, okay, it might not, but I have a reason why I think this. Because okay. I know Like, I don't really watch Rick and Morty, but Zoe does. And there was one episode of the show that I did watch with her, which is all about a group of aliens staging a Die Hard. And there's this really funny joke that comes in where they're like, the way that we've been so successful about doing heists like Die Hard is that Die Hard is just a universal story. The whole like point of this episode is that these pe- these aliens have been able to like stage so many heists because Die Hard is a universal story across all civilizations. Oh, I see, I see. And I think I think that's where the root of this discussion lies. Yeah. Uh, and I and I think that you know, frankly, this this has something because I'm like going back to this alien conversation and mm-hmm. alien just being the other side of Die Hard. Um, because we have Dead Space, Dead Space is, checks yeah. a lot of the Die Hard boxes. It does, but it's Alien. But it's also Alien. But what is so the Die Difference? Hard? Is just a dramatic mode. It's not like a movie yeah. at all. It's like there's, you know, you got tragedy, you got comedy, mm-hmm. you've got Die Hard. And, I, and here's another one: Spec Ops: The Line. I don't You're know. You're trapped you. in. You're trapped in the desert in Dubai. Uh huh. You're trapped in the horrors of war. <laughs> Trapped in your own mind. Yeah, you're trapped <laughs> in apocalypse now. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Spec Ops: The Line is just Apocalypse Now, which is just right. the heart of darkness. <laughs> but then right. again, is the heart of darkness diehard? Is the heart of darkness diehard? <laughs> and some people might say, a "Heart of Darkness" was written long before Die Hard. To that, I say, you know what? That's a technicality. Some people might say, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I think what we've really done is we've really cracked open just how prevalent diehard is in everything. Yeah. I think we've just solved fiction. It's all <laughs> just diehard. You know how they how there's always that thing where it's like, was it Carl Jung who was like, there's only like six stories? Sure. It sounds like something he would say. Yeah. Something it's the like Universal that. Unconscious. Yeah. Um, the collective unconscious. Somebody will fact check me, but like there's that idea where it's like there are only six stories in existence. Uh-huh. Um, actually, there's just one. There's only one. It's die hard. <laughs> there's just six different sort of modes of die hard. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I, I feel like I'm die harded out. <laughs> what, a, what a strange thing we've done here today. <sighs> oh, okay. I come back next week when we do the Escape from New York video games. I guess. This is this is the new direction of our podcast. Yeah. What video games are actually just movies we like? Again, proving that all good video games are just movies. It's you, know, you should actually just make your games so cinematic that they become movies. Yeah. The superior art form. Oh man. So what else have you been up to this week, Robin? Yeah. So I have not really been honestly doing a lot other than lying in my bed and then getting up and lying on my couch uh, due to all of the things we talked about for multiple hours in the past couple of weeks. Uh, But just recently, I finally started playing uh, Weeks Too Late, the the game that everyone was obsessed with about a month ago, uh, Marvel Snap. I was visiting home recently and I didn't really have anything to distract myself except for my phone. And so I decided I would just try Marvel Snap and see how it is. And turns out uh, everybody was right, and I shouldn't have waited so long to play it. It's very good. Uh, I'm just, I mean, everybody already knows what it is, but it's like a little competitive card game with uh, you know cards based on Marvel characters, which I don't care about at all. So none of them mean anything to me. But it's just a fun little game where, like, I think one of the things that keeps me from competitive games like this, especially, like, card games like Hearthstone or whatever, is they're, like, very, like, deeply strategic, but also they will often, like, matches can go on for a very long time. And I'm not, like, a competitive person, so I don't get, like, a real thrill from, like, ah, you know, I, I beat someone in this contest. Like, that that just doesn't really do it for me. So it gets really boring to have to spend, like... 20 minutes in a single match where then it's like, if I win, it feels anticlimactic. And if I lose, it just feels like I just wasted my time. But Marvel snap games, they last like one minute. Like it's such a fast game to play and it has a lot of strategic depth, but it doesn't have a lot of the like confusing roles and like overly complex, you know, strategy going on. Like you do have to like think about what you're doing to win but you don't have to know like the meta or at least i've been doing fine not knowing that stuff so yeah it it just feels less like uh, when i play a lot of games like that it, it can kind of feel like the outcome is predetermined like if someone is playing a certain deck it's just over for you and i haven't yet run into that in the like two days i've been playing marvel snap uh so it's yeah it's good it's it's fun to pick up and just like play a little bit uh and You know, there's some cool art, even if you're like me and don't know who any of the characters on the cards are. The (laughs) art is still cool to look at. Uh, And there's lots of fun, like, variant cards. So lots of artists will do, like, kind of like, you know, just like joke versions of characters and stuff. So, yeah, I think it's it's like if you're a Marvel person, I think obviously you're probably already playing and loving it. But if you've been avoiding it because you don't generally like Marvel stuff or you don't like card games for the reasons that I was just mentioning, I think it's a good... A good way to get into that without needing to like invest yourself into uh, a much more much more intense one. Yeah, I as much of a like a Marvel person as I am, I've I've never played it. I I'm just like not a big card game person and I know there are like a bunch of people that like, you know. <laughs> we worked with you used (laughs) to work with um sorry thanks but like who who like really like this game and Mm -hmm. i just like i can't give it a shot i'm just like sick of card games yeah i think it's i think it's honestly worth it because like i said it's like matches last like a minute so if you're not Mm -hmm. having fun you can like download it try it out and delete it in the span of like five minutes if it's not your thing (laughs) perfect (laughs) uh but what about you you haven't been playing marvel snap what have you been doing instead yeah. So, uh, the like last week and just, I mean, like last month has been like so intense, like as we've talked about, it's been, it feels like there's been just so much going on and I just like, haven't had a second to like rest. So it's like the three day weekend this weekend as we're recording. And I just like really wanted to like make a conscious effort to try to relax and like just like chill. And so like one of the great things that I did is my girlfriend and I, we had a sleepover Essentially what we did is we like, we made our dinner and then we got in like comfy pajamas and (laughs) brought a bunch of pillows onto the couch and blankets and sat down. We both chose a a movie. We set out our big bowl of chocolates and candy that we always have in the house. And we just like hung out. We watched two movies, had dinner after we made dinner, we made popcorn and we did face masks and it felt very relaxing and fun. And it was just like it was exactly what I needed to like reset. It was very nice. Yeah, it sounds very cute. To quote uh my my former colleague Jess Reyes, that makes me feel extra single hearing about this <laughs> this fun time that you had. Uh but it did look like a lot of fun. Yeah, you got a great picture of I a great and I picture in of our face masks. <laughs> uh do you want to talk about We're... your movie picks oh my god okay so yeah i picked the apartment by billy wilder which is just uh, and i love that movie so much it's a fun such movie. a good choice yeah um it's it's because we like we both love some like it and i've seen it a million times mm-hmm. and i really like the apartment but like as big of a billy wilder fan as zoe is she's never seen the apartment oh, so really? what did she yeah, think she very much liked it awesome um she got very upset in the middle though. She was like yeah. what is happening? It really yeah, if you haven't seen the apartment before, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um but but like we were just like loving it. There were so many great lines and stuff. Um she had a great time. Um but we watched my movie second actually. So her movie that we watched first was Epic, which is a 2013 Dreamworks movie and it's basically like secret world of Arietti meets mm. Lord of the, the Rings, I guess. <laughs> cool. And that sounds awesome in theory, except the movie <laughs> itself is actually, it's pretty unimaginative, but it's like, it's fine enough. The funniest part about it was figuring out who all the voices in it were. Cause it's like oh, full yeah. of, of voices. Like Amanda Seyfried is the main girl. Uh, Jason Sudeikis plays Amanda Seyfried's dad. Colin Farrell is in it. What? Um, Beyonce is in it. <laughs> Pitbull is in it. Oh my god! This Chris is the twenty thirteen movie. <laughs> Chris O'Dowd plays a plays a snail. Um, Christoph you should Waltz. play a snail in more movies. Actually, <laughs> you should. Christoph Waltz is the movie's villain. <laughs> Fantastic! It's so unhinged. Like it's so funny that Christoph Waltz is the villain too. Because like the first time you see the villain, he's supposed to be like really menacing and stuff, and then he talks, and it's like it's just christoph waltz and i'm like that's just christoph waltz <laughs> and i'm like hey he can be a great villain like i've seen in bastards but like they lean into the like his humorous like yeah. his ability to be funny it's it's i don't know it's like if you like kids movies and you like just like sitting down watching something fun and animated it's good enough but it was a, it was a fun double feature and i very much enjoyed it yeah so i i highly suggest Hanging out, eating a lot of candy. A girlfriend. And I highly suggest <laughs> for anybody who might be single, I highly suggest getting a girlfriend. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry. Working on it, Willa. Um, uh, <sighs> well i note- come back next time for when we talk about what video games are diehard with a vengeance. God. But regardless of whether we have another very silly topic or another extremely serious topic, uh, we will be back next week. And until then, you can find Girl Mode wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, or you can find us on Twitter at Mode underscore pod, or on co host at Mode dash pod. And you can find me both those places at Robin Bombas. And I'm on both those places at The Willow Row. Thanks for listening. See I don't you later. I can't think of any Bye. diehard quotes or else I would say one right now. I have a machine gun. Yeah, let's Oh, Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. We have a podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening to her. Our- <laughs> Besides that, <laughs> I don't know how to even transition this one. I'm just like, how do let's, I, how do I come down from this? Let's you know? stop talking about this. I think that's the transition. We've let's exhausted this topic. Yeah. What else have you been up to this week? Uh, I didn't, I didn't think of one. Um, yeah, let's take a, let's take a second. Let's take a breather. Let's, <laughs> let's recalibrate our brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I feel so bad for you Because you have to edit this I feel drunk right now I know, um, I feel like this is wild I guess I should ask you what you were doing Yeah, I'll do that uh, Sure <laughs> la, 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 la. Huh, Okay <laughs> So god damn it (laughs) sorry (laughs) it was just (laughs) funny (laughs) Uh, serious (sighs) compose yourself so i swear to god (laughs) you're not doing it on purpose (laughs) whatever okay okay you can yeah you do it you can go you can go I'm sorry. It's so hard not Oh my not... god. The the thing that makes me laugh the most is trying not to laugh. I thought you were a professional. <sighs> Why would you ever make that assumption? Okay. Oh man. Okay. Let's do it. So, what else have you been up to this week, Robin? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God.